Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Hello, I'm your host, Michael Benner. Thanks for joining us in the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. This episode continues our podcasting of the audiobook version of Fearless Intelligence, the Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. Merry Christmas 2018. As we release this latest episode, we're going to read Chapter 7. This is the Tools and Techniques of Intuitive Intelligence. And then just one more chapter, we'll wrap it up, Number 8, which we'll release early in the new year, 2019. I've had some wonderful private sessions lately by telephone, a few by Skype and Zoom, and I want to remind you that we offer a free intake session, usually 20 or 30 minutes, no obligation whatsoever to follow up, to schedule anything after that, but if you'd like to find out what private counseling is like, or private training. There's not much of a difference between counseling and training. And it's all customizable. My intention, of course, is to help you with your particular issues. So if you're feeling stuck, you've got a problem in life, you've tried to figure it out, and you're not coming up with a strategy to help you, or if you just want a better understanding of why you think and feel and act the way you do, what makes you tick, what is the nature of your individuality, we'll talk about that in the free intake session. So all you have to do is email me my initials, MB, like Mary Baker, Michael Benner, MB, at theagelesswisdom.com. Send your email to mb at theagelesswisdom.com. I answer those personally. I'll get back to you, and we'll schedule something by telephone, or if you want to do FaceTime or Skype or Zoom, we can do that too. Okay, so let's get started. Here's Chapter 7, The Tools and Techniques of Intuitive Intelligence. Surmounting the basic trials of survival, civilization, and technology, a new domain is emerging, the kingdom of conscious souls. To prepare, we must replace impulse and instinct with the refined insight of mindful intuition. I've enjoyed backyard barbecuing all my life. Open flame cooking sears a delectable, smoky flavor into food that can't be matched. It's like camping, but with the added convenience of an adjoining kitchen with a refrigerator, sink, and running water. The downside is the charcoal. I never liked having to deal with the bulky bags and filthy carbon dust. The briquettes are difficult to light. Plus, there's a 20-minute wait until ash covers the coals. So I was excited when I bought my first propane barbecue. No more dirty charcoal, just convenient, clean-burning gas on demand. I became proficient at blending a variety of custom marinades, 
a few tablespoons of cooking oil, a splash of something acidic like wine, vinegar, or citrus juice, and a sprinkling of my favorite herbs and spices. Shake vigorously and voila, a custom marinade and basting sauce. One day, about five years after purchasing my propane grill, I opened the gas valve, lit the flame, and closed the lid to raise the heat before cooking. As I walked back into my house, an ominous, shadowy feeling of fear and danger swept over me. Though sudden and brief, it was a dreadfully strong sensation. I was mystified and anxious, yet curious. Since I had a few minutes while the barbecue was heating, I sat down on my sofa to reflect on what had just happened. I had no recollection of ever having experienced anything like it and found no logical reason for feeling so threatened. I closed my eyes, took a deep breath, and relaxed as I exhaled. A decade earlier, I had learned about the alpha brainwave level while attending a 40-hour Silva mind control course. Alpha is a mindful, receptive brainwave state between deep sleep and wide awake, a relaxed zone in which emotions soften, mental alertness is enhanced, and self-awareness naturally expands. As often happens in alpha, Colorful imagery soon floated against the black background of my closed eyelids, yielding to the daydream. I relaxed further and directed my attention to the bottomless dismay I had felt moments before. Suddenly, an instantaneous knowing exploded into my awareness. It began with echoes of my mother scolding me, if you take care of it, it will last forever. My heart sank as a deep, stabbing grief eviscerated me. My mind was flooded by, this is how it feels to know you're dying, though I knew I was in no danger. Moments later, I realized it was my barbecue that was dying. Over the years, I had failed to notice the gradual accumulation of grease, grime, and rust. That momentary flash of fear was telling me my treasured barbecue would soon be junk, but there was more. My awareness spilled over with profound insight and understanding about the impermanence of material things, even the transience of thought and feeling. As a child, I had taken my mother's admonition too literally. Physical objects do not endure, and like material forms, thoughts and feelings are transient. So the satisfaction of possessing desirable things also fades. Only energy is eternal. The voice of my high school physics teacher, Mr. Britton, reverberated in my brain. Matter is energy condensed into decaying, impermanent forms. Energy, however, can neither be created nor destroyed. Logic and Intuition That brief dagger of fear became a life-changing gift. 
Not only did I better understand the impermanence of things, I also realized the value of intuition for interpreting emotional feelings. Fear and anger challenge us to justify our right to be hurt and upset. Yet attempts to understand hurtful emotions with logic inhibit insight while sustaining discomfort. The language of feelings is intuition. I had tried to understand my emotions logically until I realized rumination is actually a resistance to feeling. My emotional feelings were not cryptic or confusing, but what I thought about them was incomprehensible. There is no one to blame for hurtful feelings. We are each responsible for our suffering, but not at fault. We must feel our heartache and acknowledge its presence without judgment or self-blame. Then, in relaxed, intuitive states, become open and receptive to everything it reveals about us. Intuition is the highest intelligence, the most extraordinary and exquisite benefit of becoming more self-aware. It is the wisdom of the heart, divulging insight, understanding, and astonishingly unimaginable levels of comprehension. Yet the still small voice of intuition is almost impossible to hear above the din of our frenzied, frightened, and stressful ego, a disorder we must learn to manage. What is stress? Stress results from routine adversity, as well as acute and chronic overstimulation. The concept was coined in 1936 by Dr. Hans Selyer, who defined it as the nonspecific response of the body to any demand for change. Though still considered to be primarily a physical response, in a more comprehensive way, stress is a full cycle of mental confusion and emotional heartache that suppresses the immune system and causes more stress. Supported by low self-esteem and poor self-image, stress degrades self-awareness, causing even greater confusion and emotional hurt. The consequences of unmanaged anxiety and stress range from mild apprehension to clinical disorders, such as panic attacks, phobias, obsessive-compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, as well as depression, anger, low self-confidence, poor self-esteem, and a distrust of self and others. Technically, anxiety is termed fear only when obvious danger is imminent. However, the unconscious or subconscious mind does not distinguish between real or imaginary circumstances, so there's no significant distinction between anxiety and fear. Stress refers to the dynamic cycle of fear or anxiety creating confusion, which leads to more fear and more confusion. Out of this fear, anxiety, and stress, a variety of hurtful emotions rise up as useful symptoms. 
Remember, as stated earlier, upsetting and frustrating feelings are called negative emotions only because they hurt. In fact, they're replete with helpful information, just like physical pain. What are emotions? Emotional feelings overlap our mental and physical faculties. They are felt in the physical body as interactions, both causes and effects of our mental thoughts. Emotions are complex and interreliant. For example, anger contains hurt, sadness, frustration, and fear. Love includes happiness, kindness, peace, ethics, and aesthetic appreciation. Bubbling up from the unconscious self, networks of emotions interact with our thoughts to create whole tapestries of moods and attitudes. Similar life experiences are seen in very different ways as each individual's disposition filters, distorts, and shapes daily events into personal dramas and traumas. All feelings, physical and emotional, are personal responses. Others can cause us to hurt, but it's always our pain. Hurt, soreness, and discomfort tell us about our own condition, not the person who stimulated our pain. Even empathy refers to our understanding of how we feel or have felt. We can avoid being victims of our emotions by exploring the roots of our anxiety. As we unearth their buried meanings, we can recognize, understand, and manage hurtful emotions and choose appropriate and creative responses. Emotions motivate behavior, from the Latin emotus, to move out, stir up, or agitate whether intentional or as reflective reactions with little thought at all. Positive feelings drive thoughts into action. Negative emotions caution against adverse results, but also contain positive clues for resolution when discerned intuitively. The most effective means of understanding emotional feelings is much different than our typical consideration of ideas and beliefs. Emotions do not submit to logical analysis. They require intuitive intelligence. Efforts to process emotions rationally are not only futile, they are counterproductive. Logic and judgment suppress emotional awareness. Emotions are called feelings because they are felt in the physical body much like physical pleasure and discomfort. This helps explain why bottled-up emotions often express themselves as physical aches and pains, particularly in the back, shoulders, and neck. Our ideas and beliefs call for logic and reasoning, but our emotions must be felt and discerned intuitively. The techniques that follow will help you develop your intuition to reveal the meaning of your emotional feelings. A circle of basic emotions was developed in the 1980s by psychologist Robert Pluchik that contrasts four pairs of basic feelings, 
happiness versus sadness, anger versus fear, trust versus disgust, and surprise versus anticipation. Studies of facial expressions have led many psychologists to drop trust and anticipation in favor of a six-emotion model. Besides happiness and positive surprise, the others are all distressing. Fear, anger, sadness, and disgust. Research by the Institute of Neuroscience and Psychology at the University of Glasgow suggests that, whether welcomed or unseen, surprise is a fear response, and disgust is a form of anger. If so, there are only four basic emotions, happiness, fear, anger, and sadness. However, many psychologists and sociologists view human emotions as far too complex for such simple models. It is important to point out that love is not included in these lists of emotional feelings. Love is generally regarded to be a primal drive that engenders a full range of emotions, from agony to ecstasy. Intuition and Emotional Self-Awareness Self-awareness begins with acceptance, meaning to acknowledge reality. Acceptance is not surrender or appeasement. It is a sensible starting point for conscious responses. There is no benefit in wishing things were not as they are or ruminating over unanswerable why me questions. Nothing is gained from wallowing in the despair of feeling sorry for yourself or becoming angry at life's unfairness. Instead of judging and analyzing your emotions with logical thought, relax and feel them fully, especially when they hurt or upset you. Though you may not be aware of it, you can suspend thinking to enhance the feeling of emotions in your body. For example, we can hear music while we think. In fact, students often use music to reduce distraction while studying. But to truly listen to music, to become swept away or lost in music, we must intentionally suspend our logic. People who love music often do this unconsciously. But listening to music to experience thought-free feelings is a marvelous practice for expanding awareness. In just a few more pages, we'll explain this technique in detail. Intuition is not instinct. The common assumption that instinct and intuition are identical must be reconsidered. Like two sides of the same coin, instinct and intuition are compatible in their unconscious spontaneity, but divergent as methods of understanding. Both are visceral, but emanate from different nerve centers. Instinct is centered in the solar plexus, the gut feeling. It is a fear-based, problem-oriented sense that we share with the animal kingdom, 
herd or mob mentality, killer instinct that signals unawareness, confusion, and potential danger. Intuition is heart-centered, a love-based, solution-oriented realization that appears to be uniquely human. Instinct warns us with oh-no, run-away feelings, while intuition enlightens us with oh-boy, move-toward feelings and comprehensive insight. The edifying nature of intuition is not illogical, but it is non-logical. Instead of resulting from analytical reasoning, intuitive intelligence arrives as holistic illumination. Sometimes the revelation arrives slowly, as in the dawning of a new idea. Other times, the illumination snaps into our brains like a light bulb being switched on. Occasionally, we are thunderstruck by an explosive epiphany. In the 3rd century BCE, the Greek philosopher Archimedes exclaimed, Eureka! Eureka! Meaning, I have found it, as he luxuriated in a warm bath. In a flash of insight, he realized the volume of an irregularly shaped object could be determined by measuring the amount of water displaced when it was submerged. Many other famous examples of aha illumination also involved relaxed alpha brainwave states. Albert Einstein uncovered hidden secrets of the universe in his mind's eye with purposeful daydreams. Much has been written about Thomas Edison catnapping at his desk, though in fact he was visualizing his inventions with hypnagogic imagery. Placing metal plates on the floor beneath each hand, Edison held large ball bearings as he daydreamed. Any time he fell asleep, the clang of the steel balls hitting the plates would wake him, so he could resume his conscious visualizations. Many of Edgar Allan Poe's tales of horror came to him as nightmares, and Mary Shelley admitted her idea for Frankenstein haunted her midnight pillow for months. Countless songwriters have confessed to dreaming up melodies while asleep. Paul McCartney's Yesterday and Let It Be were received in dreams, as was John Lennon's Number Nine Dream, Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze, Keith Richards' Satisfaction, Sting's Every Breath You Take, and R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It. Dmitry Mendeleev conceived his periodic table for organizing chemical elements in a dream. August Kukuli's vision of the six-sided benzene ring and Elias Howe's idea of threading a sewing machine needle at the pointed end occurred in dreams. Nobel laureate James Watson admits his dream about a spiral staircase led to his discovery of the double helix structure of DNA molecules. Everyone becomes much more receptive to intuitive intelligence when relaxed, 
whether during night dreams, daydreams, guided imagery, meditation, prayer, contemplation, or a mindfulness practice. Consider, too, how unlikely we are to enjoy meaningful insight or understanding during stressful situations, such as the mind-numbing performance anxiety of public speaking or sitting for an academic exam. Intuitive insight requires safe, relaxed states of mind. We're not likely to have an intense argument with a friend or family member interrupted by a burst of creative insight. Emotional confusion is a vicious cycle spiraling downward into less and less awareness. Intuitive intelligence differs from logic in four ways. Intuition originates in the unconscious mind, while logic is a product of the conscious mind. Intuition is holistic and complex, emotional EQ. Logic reduces general concepts to specific parts, mental IQ. Intuition arises full-blown, as if an unconscious conclusion has suddenly become revealed. Logic moves in degrees, one linear step at a time. The slightest stress or apprehension destroys receptivity to intuition. The logical mind is much more resistant to the debilitating effects of stress. Intuitive insight is veridical and accompanied by a sense of confirmation. Logical assumptions are often incorrect or incomplete. By using our intuition to understand hurtful emotions, the meaning and purpose of heartache can be revealed and the discomfort released. If irritation or frustration persists, just acknowledge the insight gained to that point, then repeat the intuitive intelligence technique from the pages that follow. Mindfulness Meditation Learning to live in the present moment with non-judgmental acceptance requires a proper meditation practice. Known throughout Asia as Vipassana, or insight meditation, the objective of mindfulness meditation is expanded self-awareness, also termed as higher consciousness. Mindfulness provides countless benefits. Stress-based frenzy, known to meditators as monkey mind, is commonly misdiagnosed as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Mindful self-awareness extends attention span and diminishes racing thoughts. Mindfulness improves empathy and interpersonal communication. It promotes pain control, accelerated healing, and normalizes blood pressure by reducing the stress hormones adrenaline and cortisol. Mindfulness is an effective treatment for anger management, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. A mindfulness practice helps us substitute equanimity for reflexive reactions. And perhaps most importantly, 
It greatly improves intuition, allowing us to manage our emotional feelings for expanded insight and understanding. The initial step of any meditation training involves learning to feel physically relaxed and safe. In the second exercise, you will practice watching your body breathe itself. Next, you'll put your attention on your thought streams, the incessant inner narrative sometimes called self-talk or internal monologue. These are the spontaneous thoughts that petition your attention after you've ceased deliberate thinking. And in the fourth step, you will shift your attention to emotional hurt to elevate and expand self-awareness. Exercise number one, progressive muscular relaxation. This is a simple but effective technique. Read and study the following paragraphs, then close your eyes and practice the exercise to the best of your recollection. As you become more experienced and proficient, you'll need to review these instructions less often. If you wish, you can slowly speak this narrative into an audio recorder, computer, or phone app for playback during your meditation. The easiest option would be to listen to the audiobook version of Fearless Intelligence. You may sit cross-legged on the floor, a meditation pillow or a bench, although most people are more comfortable on a chair or sofa. Sit straight, but not rigid. Balance your head and shoulders above your spine and hips. Relax and let go of muscular tension. Spend a few moments feeling the furniture supporting your body. Then move your attention to feeling the floor beneath your feet. Close your eyes and imagine how a tree or flower feels to be deeply rooted in the ground. Sense how you might feel if you also had roots extending from your ankles and feet through your shoes and the floor deep into the warm, fertile soil. Feel grounded and plugged into the earth as if you belong here. This is where you grow. You are in your place. Slightly tense the muscles in your feet for just a couple of seconds, then let go. In the same way, gently tighten your calf muscles for just a few seconds and then feel a similar release. Having reminded yourself how letting go feels, shift your awareness back to your feet. Although they are already relaxed, See if you can sense just a little more relaxation in your feet. Then, although your calves are also relaxed, see if you can also feel a further letting go below your knees, muscles unwinding, becoming loose and limp. Imagine feeling nervous energy, stress, and anxiety draining from your legs down into the earth. Lift your attention to your upper legs and inhale slowly and deeply through your nose. Hold for just a moment as your breath peaks. 
Then, as you slowly exhale through your nose, feel the quadricep muscles on the top of your upper legs relax. After inhaling another slow, deep breath, feel the hamstring muscles along the back of your thighs letting go as you exhale. Continue to take slow, deep breaths through your nose. Each time you exhale, imagine sending that breath to the next area you wish to relax, your buttocks, your lower back and abdomen, your mid-back and stomach as you move up through the center of your torso. Feel your body becoming more and more relaxed. Remind yourself that you are in control of this letting go, especially if you have confused muscular tension with control before now. Physical tension is not armor and does not protect or enhance control. Tight muscles make us weaker. Overall power, coordination, and control come from relaxation and slow, mindful breathing. Remember, tension reduces awareness. Relaxation expands awareness. Lift your attention into your rib cage. Imagine your lungs relaxing and allow your breathing to find its own rhythm. Tell yourself that all the organs in your upper body, heart, lungs, stomach, kidney, liver, pancreas, gallbladder, and spleen are doing a better job with less effort as you become more and more relaxed. Like butter on a warm day, feel yourself letting go. Luxuriate and the wonderful feeling of relaxation spreading across your shoulders and down into your arms. Continue through your elbows, forearms, and into the back of your hands, your palms, and all the way down to the tips of your fingers and thumbs. In your mind's eye, Visualize the veins, arteries, and capillaries throughout your body, dilating as you feel safer and more relaxed. Envision blood flow moving more freely with less resistance as you feel the deep letting go throughout your body. Bring your attention to your neck and shoulders and feel relaxation spreading into the back of your head. You'll feel the space around your ears sag or droop slightly as you relax your scalp. Feel letting go in your forehead, behind your eyebrows, your eyelids and face. Finish by relaxing your jawbone where it's hinged to your skull just below your cheekbones. Slowly and effortlessly expand your conscious awareness 
to experience the full range of tranquility and ease throughout your body, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Allow a slight smile to gently lift the corners of your mouth. Pretend you can feel the warmth of the sun tenderly embracing your face and arms. Perhaps you could also feel a slight breeze, just a little cooler, as if you were sitting in a paradise, a beautiful garden of perfect peace and ideal relaxation. And when you're ready to return to the waking state, simply form the intention in your mind, inhale slowly through your nose, and as you exhale, open your eyes, wide awake, alert, feeling fine, better than before. Exercise number two, watching your body breathe itself. As you become familiar with the feelings of deep relaxation, you can relinquish the first exercise, progressive muscular relaxation. Read the following instructions each time you practice the second exercise until you are familiar with the tradition. Begin each meditative breath-watching session by devoting 10 to 30 seconds to recalling how wonderful it feels to be deeply and fully relaxed, safe and at peace. Form a subtle smile and feel an elegant warmth spread over your body as every bit of residual stress and nervous anxiety drains into the ground. Close your eyes and move your awareness to the bottom of your nose. Imagine you exist as a tiny spark of awareness on the ridge line of cartilage between your nostrils. Deliberately breathe in and out through your nose, slowly and deeply, three or four times, and feel the gentle rush of air inside your nostrils. Release your deliberate breathing and allow your body to breathe itself. Permit your body to set its own pace and depth and simply observe the air spilling over the rim of your nostrils. Instead of thinking of yourself as the breather, become the witness of your body breathing itself. Without any judgment whatsoever, simply experience your body breathing all by itself. Your mind will soon become disinterested and unintentionally pull your awareness away from your breathing to some sort of random thought. It may be a memory, a current issue or future concern, do not admonish yourself, but simply acknowledge that thinking is what the mind does even when it's not engaged. Let go of the interruption 
and bring your attention back to the bottom of your nose. Resume your perception of your body breathing itself all by itself. Your goal is not to maintain concentration, but to be aware of distraction as it happens. As if you are patiently training a puppy to sit and stay, gently return your attention to your breathing, reminding yourself to remain relaxed and content. As you continue to meditate upon your body breathing itself, follow the full range of your breath from beginning to end. Passively, watch your body instinctively inhale. Pause briefly. Exhale. Pause briefly. Then inhale again. If you wish, you can think of your breathing as similar to the sliding valve on a trombone, but do not ride back and forth on your breath. Instead, maintain a detached sense of observing your breathing from a fixed point on the bottom of your nose. You might compare your inhalation to waves gently rolling into the shoreline along a pond, lake, or ocean. As you exhale, the water drains down the beach and back into the water. But as soon as you realize your thought train has begun to sneak off in another direction, silently tell yourself, Thinking, I am thinking, let it go and return to watching your breath from that fixed point on the cartilage between your nostrils. Anytime you are distracted by an external noise, like a neighbor's dog barking, tell yourself silently and internally, Every time the dog barks, the sound will fade as I become more relaxed and focused. Feel yourself letting go of muscular tension and emotional resentment and return to simply watching your body breathe itself free from all evaluation and judgment. Consider the ebb and flow of your breath as cyclic. When you pedal a bicycle, your feet go round and around as your legs go up and down. Feel the in and out of your breathing transition to a smooth cyclic sensation. Practice for 10 to 20 minutes each day for two or three weeks before moving on to exercise three. Exercise number three, watching trains of thought. Everyone is routinely distracted by random thoughts, 
whether reading, speaking, watching videos, or driving a car, but not everyone is aware of it. Right now, pause your reading of this book and notice how quickly your mind leaps to its own restless agenda. The thought trains drifting through our minds are an unconscious byproduct of the primitive limbic brain. Because it's survival-based, these impulsive thoughts are inevitably full of anxiety, worry, and self-criticism. We cannot suppress these impulsive thoughts, but we can rise above them with expanded self-awareness. As we learn to calm the mind in meditation, we gain the ability to examine emotional feelings and thoughts without reacting to them. Thoughts can be gently held in abeyance. The resulting opportunity to carefully study and contemplate their meanings and motives enables us to substitute even-tempered, level-headed responses for reflexive reactions. Having practiced the breath-watching exercise one to two dozen times, you should now be familiar with the experience of being consciously aware from an elevated point of view. In this next exercise, we will continue to raise your self-awareness from being aware to being awareness. As we shift the focus of meditation from observing our breath to observing our train of thoughts, we must confront the distinction between cogitation, or purposeful thought, and the unbroken trains of thought that persevere despite our intentions. Thinking is what the mind does. Awake or asleep, thinking never ceases. Though our minds routinely move through various levels and states of awareness, thinking is linear. The mind cannot consider more than one thought at a time, yet it must always be thinking. We can slow down the thought stream, but we cannot stop it. Deep relaxation is the means for slowing and quieting the trains of thought that compete for our attention. Though coupled like railroad cars, the gaps between our thoughts begin to open during this type of meditation. So our first goal in exercise three is to notice the gradual lengthening of the gaps between our spontaneous thoughts. Underwater swimmers can hold their breath for only a limited time before their body involuntarily forces them to resume breathing. In the same way, spontaneous trains of thought not only distract us during purposeful thinking, but also demand attention when we ignore them. Imagine being unable to turn off your car's engine after driving from place to place. So it is with the mind. Thoughts and feelings idle endlessly, without regard to our need or awareness. Awake or asleep, the mind worries, wishes, wonders, and wanders. Because few schools teach children about awareness, 
Most of us, even as adults, view our spontaneous trains of thought as no different than deliberate thinking. In this third meditation exercise, we use relaxation to slow our involuntary monkey mind, allowing the gaps between our thoughts to expand. As one entire second, then two or even three seconds pass without thinking, you'll understand that your awareness is distinct from your thought process. This is the distinction between being aware and being awareness. You are not the thinker or the breather. You are the awareness that can impartially witness your thoughts, feelings, behavior, and perception. Though often misused and misunderstood, the word meta-awareness primarily means being awareness, self-aware that you are awareness itself. As a side note, some academics conflate detachment and dissociation and then use the word meta-awareness or metacognition to refer to both. Generally, meditators view detachment as the mindfully enhanced awareness of their perceptions while remaining objectively dispassionate. Dissociation is an involuntary state of being less aware, semi-aware, or unaware. For example, readers often dissociate and lose awareness and comprehension even though their eyes continue to scan lines of print. On the other hand, an example of detachment would be to marvel at our ability to find deep meaning in the symbolism of printed words and phrases while they're being read and comprehended. This next exercise is similar to the last, except we focus our attention on our involuntary trains of thought from a detached and elevated position of mindfulness. Again, the goal is not to stop your thoughts or avoid distraction, but simply to be aware of them. As you observe your mind drifting, let it wander wherever it wants without judgment. Be curiously fascinated by the associations, intervals, and leaps of logic your mind makes as it aimlessly meanders. Above all, identify as the witness of your thought process rather than the thinker. In the same way as in exercise number two, close your eyes, take a few slow, deep breaths, and relax. After observing your breath for two or three minutes, effortlessly shift your awareness to your trains of thought. Gently center yourself upon this awareness for 10 to 20 minutes, at least once each day, in safe and relaxed states. Recognize your natural ability to maintain awareness even during the gaps between your thoughts. For variety, you may also dedicate meditation sessions to focusing your attention on your emotional feelings or physical sensations in place of your thought trains. Exercise number four 
Listen to music. This is a great technique for music lovers and those who are naturally auditory in the way they organize mental information. That is, those who are more likely to hear their thoughts than see them as images. Play a tune you like. Close your eyes and relax. If there are discernible lyrics, ignore them in favor of listening only to the instruments. In your first pass, listen only to the instruments playing the main theme or melody. Replay the tune, and during the second pass, listen only to the fills, background, and rhythm instruments. On the third pass, focus your attention only on the bass line, then the percussion instruments, horn section, and so on. Each time your mind drifts from your intention, do not admonish yourself, but simply bring your attention back to the portion of the music you were focused upon. In this way, you can quickly learn to detach your self-awareness from the spontaneous thoughts that constantly petitions for attention. In time, you will awaken to the extraordinary freedom of identifying yourself as the observer of input rather than the thinking analyzer. Daily Mindfulness In time, your ever-improving ability to recognize the difference between deliberate consideration and background monkey mind will allow you to observe daily routines from a detached and more comprehensive viewpoint. For example, devote a trip to the grocery store or post office to observing yourself driving to the exclusion of all other thought. Feel the steering wheel in your hands and the seat supporting your body. Consider what's happening in the car's transmission as you shift gears. Feel the drive wheels pushing the car forward as you gently press the accelerator pedal toward the floor. The pleasant and pleasurable feelings that result can also be found in mindfully walking, aware of each step, legs swinging, heel touching, rolling toward your toes, pushing off as the other leg swings by. And if this sounds a bit mundane and pointless, eat just one meal mindfully. No conversation, thinking of nothing but chewing, swallowing, and absorbing the nutrients that find their way into your bloodstream, flowing to each and every cell in your body. The payoff. As you practice stress reduction and mindfulness meditation, you will notice an ever-expanding awareness of events and circumstances in your daily life. Slowly, an elevated perspective of life as a magnificent tapestry will replace your existence 
on the linear timeline. You'll begin to experience all things beautifully interwoven in space and time and liberate yourself from the distortion and opacity of feeling like a victim or target of life. In time, you will see distinctions as relative rather than absolute. You or me will be redeemed to you and me. Conflicts will elegantly resolve themselves. Harmony replaces chaos and frenzy, and stress, anxiety, depression, and pain, both physical and emotional, will subside. For ages, mystics, prophets, and shamans have used many different words to describe this state of expanded awareness. Peace, wisdom, truth, compassion, nirvana, enlightenment, Christ consciousness, ecstasy, and bliss. Yet for those who wish to go further to the deeper meaning of awareness as love, we have one additional technique and some additional information about emotional distress. Mm-hmm. 